Black Friends to Positive Masterminds. I'm your show host, Melody Johnson. Thanks for tuning in today. We have another amazing guest on our show, Mr. Brian Pickett from Fairbanks, Alaska. Hello, Mr. Pickett. How are you today? Hey, how's it going? Doing well. Thank you so much for joining our show. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the bubbleness. It, it helps. <laughs> a little this, sleepy. This is, this is me every day, I tell you. Oh, gosh, this is amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> well, I wanted to welcome you to our show, Positive Masterminds. Um, here on our show, we, we are focused totally on changing a negative mindset to a positive mindset mindset and we also are making sure that we encourage and inspire others to reach their goals so tell me a little bit about yourself i was really intrigued about your profile i seen that you had came all the way from ohio how did you end up in alaska (laughs) (laughs) um you don't have enough time to hear that full story but uh yeah it was um you know a little bit about uh you know i was I was born in Ohio, so I um I was mostly raised though in Detroit, Michigan, and um found my way up to uh, Oregon, and so I, I most recently moved to Alaska from Oregon uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, long story short. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's pretty neat. It's like me. I'm from uh, Georgia. I'm from New York, but I moved down to Georgia, and I've been here for almost like 15 years now. Oh, wow. And um. I wouldn't change it for the world. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to go to New York. You'll have to, um, you'll have to recommend some places if I ever find my way up there. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. You know, I always tell everyone visit Times Square. It's so crazy, but it's it's kind of a good crazy. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Okay. Good vibe with that. <laughs> it's it's a lot of people. They are all walking in different directions. And the one thing, like I tell a lot of my friends that are Southerners, if they um if they go to visit New York, you know, don't forget to walk fast down the street because people, <laughs> people will push you. Yep. I heard there's a speed limit <laughs> on the sidewalk. <laughs> you can't go slow. You've got to go with the pace or people will get irritated. It's, it's funny. And um, after being away for a while, you know, I went there with my, my own kids. I have three kids and a lot of them, you know, they were moving pretty slow. And I've seen a lot of people getting irritated. I'm like, guys, let's just move to the side. I'm like, I got to show you how we, how we walk down the street. Right, right. What a learning curve. That's crazy. Yes, yes. So I'm, I tell you, I did some research additionally on you, Mr. Pickett, and I noticed that you worked for a Fairbanks Youth Advocate. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about um, the Fairbanks Youth Advocate. Um, so they are, uh, a youth, uh, a youth shelter, um, in the middle of Fairbanks. So we're, uh, basically dead center in the city of Fairbanks, Alaska. Um, and we, uh, serve the, the homeless youth, uh, on the community ages 12 to 18. Um, and so it, it kind of take, uh, took on a different shape where now we're, um, basically a crisis center. Um, you know, it used to just be kids that were homeless and needed a place to stay, but now we're really getting kids that, um, have ran away from, you know, other placements. Um, so if they're in like a foster home or a, a treatment facility, a lot of times these are not highly secured, uh, facilities and the kids will just run away. And so we'll find out, uh, find ourselves taking them in. And, um, so, you know, we, we started off as a shelter and then we kind of just evolved into, um, 
case management and uh, mentorship. And, you know, we uh, we don't advertise ourselves as a Christian organization, but we are we operate as a Christian organization. And so um, if there are kids, you know, we don't shove it down anyone's throats, but we do, uh, you know, if there's kids that, you know, have that spiritual need or desire, you know, we'll uh, kind of talk to them about that. So we we basically cover all bases. Um, but our primary concern is facilitating um, healthy transitions, you know, so they come in, we let them know that this isn't a permanent spot. We don't want you to get comfortable, but we totally want you to feel supported. Um, you know, so our, our goal is getting them into the next, uh, you know, permanent um, transition, you know, whatever that might be. So, yeah, it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy business um, just because of where we are. But, uh, yeah, it's that's what I do. So when I when I looked at your profile, I seen it said house parent. House parent <laughs> means you're, are, and you st- tell me if I'm wrong. Um, you're you're there during the day and you help them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was originally brought out to be um, a house parent, and uh, you know, so I live right next door to the shelter, um, and I worked evenings essentially just you know being being a parent you know? Um, so I, I'm an intern though, so I'm not staff. Uh, so I can basically come and go as I please, um, you know, cause I don't need to get paid overtime or anything like that. So I'm almost always in the shelter, uh, you know, just talking with the kids, playing video games, um, taking them down the street, uh, to, you know, just get snacks and stuff so I can talk a little bit more with them um, outside of the facility. Um, but then that role kind of transitioned within the next eight months, uh, to where now I run the shelter during the day. Um, so I'm still a house parent technically, but I also do a lot more of the the day-to-day I'm sort of like an ad, ad okay hello yeah oh sorry Mr. Pickett I don't know my phone was going in and out okay so you're so you're a parent you're a parent and you also work there too right yep, yep. okay um please if you could just share with our audience about a time where maybe a or a case either yourself or someone you know that have used positive thinking to help them to heal themselves in some way we we would love to be able to hear a story from you yeah uh so um there are so, so many um one i can think about was actually pretty controversial but uh you know my uh, another staff member of mine was uh, about a year ago was talking to a kid and um, just about, you know, his desires and uh, what's fueling him. This is one of the kids that would always go out and smoke and, you know, find um, thrown away cigarette butts on the ground and just relight them, you know, and smoke them. And so really had a weird, uh, you know, just life habit, you know. And so she started talking to him um, and I joined in the conversation just talking to him about passion. Uh, what things do you what things do you like doing? What things do you know what things excite you? Um, what gets you up in the morning? And his answer was nothing, you know? And so, um, yeah, you know, and so I was like, Hey man, has anyone ever, uh, expected anything from you? Like, is there anyone in your life that expects you to achieve something? He goes, no, there, there isn't. And so, uh, you know, I started talking to him about, you know, how it's okay to have a passion and, um, he, you know, he didn't know what the concept meant. We actually had another staff member who was telling him that he shouldn't have a passion because she doesn't. And so through that, I understood that, you know, we're both defining passion differently. And so um, I'm like, here's what I want you to do, man. I was like, go, uh, you know, find out three things that you just like doing. And, you know, and then so I got him a laptop and I was like, let's see what that looks like career wise. Let's see what this looks like, you know, vocationally. Can you create any sort of living or a hobby or anything off of this activity that you like doing? 
And so um, from that, you know, he just started to, I think this started to um, grow over the next few weeks, actually, where, you know, he was just finding out more and more about, you know, this thing that he liked doing. One of them was drawing. Um, another one of them was writing books uh, or short stories or something. I can't remember. Um, I don't remember what the other one was, but I'm pretty sure it was something illegal. He wanted to grow like drugs or something at the time. So, <laughs> but, you know, uh, that, and that's kind of what we get into. What's that? Okay. I said two out of three isn't bad. <laughs> two out of three ain't bad, you know? So, uh, um, with that though, you know, I, I learned that he has a real entrepreneurial spirit. And so um, right now the kid is, uh, he's working in this, uh, it's like a high school, but it's, it's a little bit more focused. So it's kind of like a trade school for high school, you know? So he's working in a um, focused area uh, where he can basically use that to springboard into um this uh like entrepreneur type job once he graduates and so um yeah you know and I, I guess most of that was really just him and his desires to continue building off of you know what we talked about as staff with him um so I don't know if that answers the question but that's what came to my mind well you know I think to to some extent it does answer the question um sometimes within each of us we have a dream and it just takes a person to just introduce just a little bit um it sounded like he just needed to have some faith in himself and you were able to pull that out. Indeed. Yeah. And yeah. There, and, you know, we see that a lot um, with, with kids who have so much hidden locked up potential. And, um, you know, a lot of times we struggle to get them to think positively for themselves. You know, they're, these kids are all coming from this trauma, um, you know, informed background and, you know, so for the first 30 days, we understand that their brain isn't going to be um, in a position to think forward because they're still in survival mode. And, you know, so working with them and, you know, just getting them to think about what they like doing and then putting them in a position to look at that that thing and, and realize that it's actually attainable gets them to start thinking differently from I need to survive to I need to, you know, do things that actually will benefit me in the future. And so um, it's really hit or miss, um, you know, and we see failure more. Well, I want to put failure in air quotes, failure more often than we see successes. But um, yeah, you know, we, we do see kids that can change their, their frame of thinking and, you know, they get to this mode where they're concerned about their future. And, you know, we want to do things that will help us in the long run rather than, you know, just getting by. You know, it's it's nice to be able to know that they have a place to go to that's safe. Um, getting those basics down first, and I can understand what you're saying about um, needing those first 30 days uh, to just get out of survival mode. Because at that point, they're not even focused on themselves or even just reaching a goal. They're just focused on surviving. So right. I, I can I can understand that. Um one other thing I did want to know with the with the youth that you're encountering, what is the one thing you feel like the the community the community can really help out with the youth? Um, huh, that's that's tricky. Um, you know, because we do get a lot of support, so we're the only youth shelter of our kind in the city of Fairbanks, um, and so one of the ways that we stay afloat, we're a nonprofit, obviously. So one of the ways that we stay afloat is by the help of the community. And so um, we get a lot of, you know, food, clothing, um, you know, just job opportunities and all that from the community. Um, but one thing that I, I think could be a little bit better is um, maybe just consistency. You know, the, the city doesn't talk to each other, um, you know, and so while we do get a lot of people that will come to us, um, 
I guess just resources don't really communicate with each other. So for instance, um, we, we can't really, we get a lot of kids that come in, you know, from the streets and, you know, one of their action plans that we set with them is to get a job. We can't help them legally get, um, you know, any sort of ID to get that job. And so there are other resources that can do that, but we can't break confidentiality. So essentially we have to syndicate over to another resource, but they can't know that they stay with us at the door. And, and that creates problems, you know, because, oh. you know, they need all these different sort of documents and, you know, and instead they could just say, I stay at the door and I need this to happen, you know? And so in some ways we're trying to get these, I, I don't know what it's called, but um, these orders to where we can basically push away the the confidentiality clause and, and be able to talk to them and say, Hey, I have this kid here and I want to send them over to you so that they can get whatever they need to, you know, get a job and, and be an adult. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, just having that community uh, engagement and um, the openness would help that greatly. Okay. So um, for our listeners, um, this particular place, it's, it's a transitional area for them. Do you find that a lot of them come back and they'll tell you their success stories? Oh, yes, man. And the timing of this question is perfect. <laughs> we just, uh, <laughs> so I guess they call themselves like a rotary club. Um, a few days ago, uh, they brought us out to um, just acknowledge us, you know, for the work that we're doing and all this. And they uh, just had this huge, you know, uh, I guess, luncheon for us. But there was a kid that we had, um, I think actually before my time. So I didn't even know this kid. It was my first time meeting him. Um, you know, he was there and we basically put him on stage and let him tell a story. And, you know, so this kid was, you know, came in and he hated everybody, you know, wasn't listening to anyone. He tried to run away, tried to sabotage a couple of the staff members, you know, in true homeless kid fashion. Um, you know, and so we find him now he's in the army, he's uh, stationed in Hawaii, um, He's, you know, he was crying because he said that he never thought in the five years that, you know, it's been since he was at the shelter that he'd ever see himself in, in Taiwan and, you know, Korea and then Hawaii, you know, and all these different places. And um, so, yeah, we do often get kids that come back and say, you know, hey, this is where I am. And, you know, it's either because of you or, you know, it's not because of you guys. And I just found a way on my own. But either way, they come back to us and let us know, you know, just that they're doing a lot better. So we get that occasionally. That, that's that's great and it's it's great for the the kids that are staying there right then and there to hear that story to know that someone has gone through that same process they're going through so it gives them some encouragement and um it helps them to feel like they could push just a little further absolutely absolutely it definitely helps for kids to be able to see that you know something that they haven't, you know, sometimes that, you know, these kids are looking at other kids and seeing their success and they're not even thinking, man, that could be me. They're not, it's just not on the radar. And so, you know, the first step is just putting, you know, success on the radar and saying that this is something that is attainable, you know? And so we do see a lot of that where, um, you know, kids aren't really um, inspired to action, but they're inspired to think of, you know, that first step being, you know, it has to be a mental thing. So, um, yeah, that was, that was just wildly encouraging. I didn't cry. My eyes were watering a little bit because of allergies. So it might've looked like I was crying, but you know, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I, I'll tell you the truth. I, I probably would have teared up. <laughs> it was, it was pretty emotional. <laughs> and, and I tell you this as a, as a parent and also as a teacher, you know, I, I actually teach kindergarten. So, oh, nice you know, being able to hear that from another child, you know, that, that would have touched me right there. And yes, I probably would have needed a box of Kleenex. 
There's no shame. There's no shame. Everyone was doing it. So. <laughs> well, then that's that's great. You don't you don't feel like you're uh, ousted. You're not the only one. I was the only black guy, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mr. Pickett, thank you so much. Before we end our show, I just want to ask you one more question. Um, Tell me one thing that you love doing in Alaska that you can't do anywhere else. Oh, man. You know, this would have been easier to ask if you wouldn't have added that I can't do anywhere else because I really don't like Alaska right now. So um, we have uh, nine months of winter and everyone says that Fairbanks is the best city in the world. You know, really all they do is ski or snowboard or cross country ski, which is basically walking with skis on your feet. So, um, yeah, it's I can't say that I like it, but it is it's an activity, you know, and. Okay. Yeah, so I did that. It's a really embarrassing story. So I'm not, you know, I don't want to go into detail. But um, yeah, I did that. And I I hated it because I fell down and I started crying because I was embarrassed. Um, So yeah, skiing, I guess, is (laughs) it's pretty intriguing. Well, you know, uh, try to think of it this way. You know, if you didn't get the hang of it the first time, you always have another opportunity to do it again. You know, yeah, that's one way of looking at it. So, <laughs> no, yeah, you're absolutely right. I enjoyed it. If you're in a pinch and you really need to do it, you know how to do it. Seriously, seriously. Well, Doesn't look good, but. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mr. Pickett, for being on our show. Um, I'm going to make sure that I, I have a follow up part at the end which we'll talk about fairbanksyouthadvocate.org guys you can go to um they also have a donate tab on the top of their page that you can click on and you can get more information again thank you mr pickett for coming on to our show we're so honored to have you thank you so much melody i appreciate it thank you this is melody johnson signing out What a great informative interview. I'm so glad Mr. Brian Pickett was able to join us and just share a bit about the youth that need the support out in Fairbanks, Alaska. Please don't forget to visit FairbanksYouthAdvocate.org for donations and other ways that you could support this group. And you can also visit our Facebook page, PositiveMasterminds.com. You guys are amazing, and I'll see you on the next episode.